in case you missed it on Newsbreak. Obviously, it's important to get a perspective from the ground so that you're able, when we convene in Parliament, to discuss what needs to be done to ensure this never happens again, you're able to have a first-hand experience. So it's been very important for me to engage with uh, citizens, with people who have had business owners who had their, their shops burnt and looted, as well as with people who've lost loved ones in the violence, to understand from them what happened and what their perspectives are. It's been very, very important to do so, to be able to get that first-hand knowledge, to be able to put in place mechanisms to ensure that this never, ever happens again. Now, the narrative right now, particularly around the incidents that unfolded in the Phoenix area, is around racism and racial tensions. Is this something that you found communicating with members of the community there, whether it's Mumbai, Kwamashu or Phoenix itself? No, not at all. There have been isolated uh, concerns around that, but the general narrative was around lawlessness and disorder. Across all communities, there are serious concerns about where the police were, why this was allowed to happen. What happened, there was a vacuum in the law and order, and into that vacuum, community members and others who came to defend their communities, and unfortunately in that, there were some vigilantism as well, which led to some nasty incidents taking place, and those obviously need to be condemned, and they need to be researched and they need to be investigated and those responsible must be brought for justice. Equally so, those responsible for the looting, the damage to property and the theft also need to be brought to justice. The issue around the looting and the unrest in KwaZulu-Natal, some say this has now been taken over as an electioneering platform, a soapbox, so to speak. Is this what you are using it for? Why have you decided to visit these areas? my job as a politician to beat with people on the ground. That is the job. You know, you can't be a sailor that curses the sea. That's all we have to do. We've got to be on the ground engaging with communities. I certainly did not wear party political regalia when I uh, visited in my last two occasions because I felt that it was, it was right to let communities know that, that we're there to see what we could do to assist and help. Uh, I've got no skin in this game other than making sure that we help people through this particular crisis, that we ensure that We have a police service that is able to deal with public order policing properly to ensure this never happens again. Many politicians pontificate from Parliament and from their offices uh, without any understanding about what's happened on the ground, which is why I'm very glad I came out here the moment the violence broke out. I was down here on the ground 8 a.m. on the Tuesday morning uh, in Phoenix, uh, in Verulam, in Tongat, in other areas where... There were these problems. Mrs. Stienazen, from your interaction so far with members of the community, uh, I know that you've spoken to a lot of business uh, owners in the Inanda area as well. What resonates with you? What are the concerns that have been tabled? And what action are people really asking and looking for? Well, the, the one common thread between all of these is the complete absence of the police service and the complete absence of law and order. I think that is one of the big concerns. That, and certainly when I visited the barricades, etc., and Stanhope and Brookdale uh, and the like, people, they were terrified. They were absolutely scared, and they felt abandoned by the very police services that are tasked with keeping them safe and keeping their property safe. Just in terms of that, you know, you mentioned visiting those checkpoints in those particular areas, Stonebrook, etc. You mentioned that people there were terrified. Of course, that's not the conversation that's coming out right now. There's accusations that the South African Indian community are racist. How do we build social relations from that point? Because on one side, there's a call for accountability over the deaths that happened and occurred in the Phoenix area. On the other hand, you have 
the community of Phoenix who feel vilified, especially if we have to consider the comments that came from the likes of Jackie Shandu. How do we begin this dialogue now for reconciliation? Well, I think it's unfortunate because I don't think the Indian community are racist. Uh, I think there are elements within the community, like any community, that don't behave in the correct way and don't conduct themselves correctly. And that's why you ended up with this vigilantism. And I think it's right that people have been arrested. I think it's right that they're going to face the might of the law. But you cannot write off a whole community of people as racist. That's not the case. People have coexisted in Phoenix, in Tezuma, Kwamashu, Bombay for many, many decades without any of those scenes of violence that we witnessed. So I think that had the law and order been there, we could have avoided that. Uh, But I think to just simply generalize and paint people and communities with a certain brush because it's in your political interest to do so, I think is dangerous. Uh, What we need now in South Africa is a coming together. We need to be binding wounds. We need to be working on ways to fix the situation. That can't be done if we're sitting pointing fingers at, at the table and calling each other names from, from across the floor. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.